we're going to release numbers to all our users about their environmental impact. And I'll bet you people have never considered this. They're using Scriptation as a productivity tool, and they're going to feel good about it. They're going to be aware of it. And it's like, okay, let's not stop here. Do more. So we'll give them resources on, on what else they can do. I'm Andrea Learnit, and welcome to Living Change, a podcast exploring unconventional climate leadership. I talk to people who've converted their personal values into business and policy decisions in a load of different sectors. The more we're visible about these changes, the more we chart the way for other leaders wanting to create new social norms. Today, I'm speaking with Steve Vitolo, the Emmy Award-winning founder and CEO of Scriptation. Steve won an engineering Emmy for developing a script annotation tool, which saves film and TV productions time and paper. It's used by staffers on big name shows, including Saturday Night Live and Game of Thrones. The idea for Scriptation came to Steve early in his career. I started as a writer's assistant. And when you're a writer's assistant slash script coordinator, you're putting out scripts for the production is one of the things that you do. You do a thousand things. (laughs) (laughs) But one of the things that you do uh, is you get the scripts ready and looking good and production ready, and then you distribute it to the cast and crew. So I was um, working on a pilot in 2013. We had a table read, and then two weeks later, we started production. And the showrunner was someone that rewrote constantly. And every single night, there was a 50-page script that would be distributed to 100-plus people. So as a script coordinator, I was getting the script production ready, and then I was printing it out and then handing it to a production assistant to then make 100 copies to then destroy the environment. (laughs) I was like, okay, here's 50 pages. That's going to result in at least 5,000 more pages getting printed. And then we're going to do it all over again the next day. Wow. So, you know, at least at that time, I I wasn't a person where you would think of, oh, you know, he's a super environmentally conscious person. So the fact that, you know, I was like, this is insane. Like, what are we doing? We're destroying the environment. We could easily not do this. You know how easy it is to not do this? Very easy. (laughs) So people were feeling the same thing that I was feeling, but it's, you know, someone needs to do something about it. And it was, it was the right time. And it also wasn't as simple as, okay, let's go digital. Because the big problem with getting all of these script revisions is a lot of people make notes on the pages. So if you have a 50 page script, and you hand it out to everyone, you have a faction of people that are marking up the script. And when they get a new draft, they have to rewrite all the notes that they did previously. So, you know, the big idea was what if you could do this digitally? Yes, you know, Adobe has been around since 70s, 80s. Yes, yeah, very long time. (laughs) But what if you could make notes digitally and then transfer them in an intelligent way into the new version of the script. We had to figure out if this is something that could be done. Was the technology available to us? Could we do it? Was it practical for people? And when I was meeting with all these different departments, I said to them, would you be willing to go digital? And I got, sure, maybe, I don't know. And then I said, well, what if we could transfer your notes into new script revisions? And then 
everyone ding, was ding, like, ding, okay, ding, ding. I will figure out. <laughs> yeah. I will figure out your software if you can do that because it saves me hours of time every week. And there just has to be a practical component to this. And that, you know, coincided with the environmental thing. And then it's like, okay, like now we really have something here and it's something that is doing good for people in multiple ways and they could get behind and use it. So how does somebody in a totally different industry go, oh, I know who to call about the technology. How did you do that? Well, I didn't know who to call. I, I had no idea who <laughs> to call. Ghostbusters. You know, I, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was techie in my in like middle school and high school, and I would make websites with using HTML and things like that. But this was like obviously way beyond anything I had ever done. So I just I made a post on LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever was available at the time. And I said, does anyone know an iOS developer that can understand PDF documents? And luckily, I found the right person at the right time. And we worked on it together. And I still remember the meeting when he showed me we were in, you know, we were at UCLA and he's like, okay, check this out. <laughs> and then he hit the button and it moved over. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. That's so cool. That, and I was kind of like, okay, let's let's make it better. And then... Let's put it out there and let's see if people respond to it. So who, was it somebody that you were already working with? Was it a production team you were already working with that you that you got to try it first? Or how did you do maybe a pilot or sort of start to test it? Who was game for testing? Very brave, <laughs> early adopting uh, beta testers. Uh, we had a director that won an Emmy for Modern Family and he was using, because remember, you know, at, at that point, the iPad, and Scriptation is primarily an iPad app. You can use okay. it on your Mac, and you could use it on your phone, but people are used to having a paper script and a, something that that size. So okay. an iPad had come out around 2011. Oh, okay. So it, it's like, you know, the technology needed to arrive at the right time, and there was a lot of that. Okay. You know, there were PDF readers and annotators that had come out at that time. And he was already somebody that was using them and wanted to go digital. So this clearly appealed to him. It's like, wow, this is the biggest problem I have now is I just have to re-highlight and redraw and everything. So we got him to do it. Was this somebody that you worked with directly or that you'd worked with in the past and you had a good relationship with? Or like, what was that first conversation like? This guy was somebody I had never worked with before, oh, wow. but I worked with a line producer for a number of years, he kept bringing me back to work on shows, thankfully. And this guy is digital, and he's like always on the cutting edge of stuff, so he might be interested. And he was using us on big shows at the time when he was the only one, and we were testing stuff out. I don't think I would have done that. Oh, my god! <laughs> I was like, okay. And I was saying, like, here are all the caveats of using this. <laughs> right. Make sure you have a backup. Make sure you all... <laughs> because it, at that point, it, there were so many kinks to iron out of the app. and But yeah, it was... Wow. He started using it. And then in 2016, we released the app in the App Store as a download where you can get it for 10 bucks. Oh, my gosh. We got so many early adopters that just wanted to, like, okay, you're promising this thing. Like, let's see if it could perform. So I'm kind of curious, would that director be interested in being named and famed for this? Or do you keep director's name? Like, oh, sure. You know what I mean? Like, who is this? No, no, no. Because His, I think we need yeah. to cheer this person on. 
<laughs> I was just talking to him right before this call. Um, his name is Michael Spiller. Okay. He's an Emmy Award winning director for Modern Family, and he's just done a ton of work since then. The reason why I wanted to emphasize Michael Spiller is because Steve needed an early adopter. And so by being game and taking a chance and saying yes to Steve's app, Michael Spiller is also living change. Without a prominent name buying in early, Scriptation would have had a hard time getting enough beta testers to get off the ground. Steve tells us more about the early adoption of the app once Michael got on board. So Scriptation note transfer is very demonstrable. So imagine one person on a production, they're in the middle of shooting. Shooting is 12-hour days and it you don't want script changes coming down <laughs> while you're in the middle of doing something. It's really hard. <laughs> and uh, so, so, you know, script revisions just make things harder for everyone. So imagine someone on set, say a director, there's, you know, 10 revision pages that come down in, in film and TV. It's different colored pages, blue, pink, yellow, green pages. And there's 10 revision pages that come down. So you have one person that has gotten it digitally over email and they hit a button and all of their notes get transferred into a new draft and like, okay, this took me 30 seconds. I looked at everything. I understand it. I'm ready to go in five minutes. And then everybody else is collating their pages in their binders <laughs> and rewriting notes. Yeah. And then they go to the person that, you know, use scriptation. What, what was that? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> oh, cool. I want to do that. Oh, my so gosh. It spread that way because we didn't have, you know, we weren't, we're not VC funded. I mean, if you think about this space, it's a, it's a niche product and a niche industry. So we, you know, we had to grow slowly and we had to grow organically. So um, something that happened to me when I was working on shows, which is I'd be on a show and it would get canceled and then I'd have to go to a new show. Right. This actually worked in our favor because <laughs> you had you had somebody working on a show and they would spread it to a few people. That show would get canceled. <laughs> and then two people from that show would go there and three people from that show would go there and then it spread. So it was, it was very organic and that was really the only way that we could, it was the best way to do it for us at the time because we couldn't handle a ton of users at the time. And we, it was also great because we had a small group of early adopters and we kept having to make the app better and they were so invested and we would get a bunch of data in terms of like, this is how you make this better and this is what users really want. And okay, we thought we were going to build this, but they really want that. So it, it really worked in such a nice way and really the only way that I, you know, not a business person, a film and TV writer could really do it. I was so curious, what were the downloads like? And what was the equivalent in saving trees, CO2 emissions, waste, water? Just last year, 2022, we've done 133,000 note transfers. Mm. That equates to almost 7 million pieces of paper that weren't used, which is, you know, almost 15,000 reams of paper. And if you want to calculate that over tons of wood and BTUs and all that. I mean, the numbers are crazy. <laughs> it's the equivalent of, you know, 600,000 pounds of CO2, over 700,000 gallons of water, almost 40,000 pounds of solid waste. So it's real numbers. And the people that are using it, I mean, some are for 
environmental reasons and I want to get off paper, but a lot of people are for productivity reasons and a byproduct that is that they're saving a ton of CO2 emissions that don't have to be made. I love Steve's term byproduct. One of the reasons I was so eager to speak with Steve is because he's not running around saying he's a climate leader and yet he's influencing change through innovation and smart business. And climate action is this huge byproduct. I wondered if environmental concerns had always been at the forefront for Steve. I didn't get really into environmental issues until after college. Um, I started scriptation, and then I sort of understood the impact of all of this, because when you're when it's paper, it's not just the amount of paper, and but it's the delivery and the ink and the toner and the printing and the brads, and it's it's all of this. So you know, I, I wish I had a better background environmental impact story, but I came to it late. And I guess it, there's, as long as you come to it. Steve makes an important point and one that's really hit home as I've developed this podcast. I initially thought these conversations were going to be about people whose personal values have led them to make change. But what I found is that often enough, people make these shifts when a realization hits while doing their work. Suddenly, they start connecting the dots and leadership thinking flows from there. Corporate sustainability leaders often get nervous when they're asked about how they've changed their own transportation modes or food intake, for example. But they love talking about sustainability efforts generally. I think Steve is a great example of someone who focused on his own work, who identified a need for an efficiency and productivity tool, and saw the climate impact emerge. Energized by the technical side, he pushes this whole initiative forward. His work backed him up into living change. And I think that's more common than I initially realized. Right. And so, so something that we haven't done, and I, you know, I mentioned this a little before, is that we're going to release numbers to all our users about their environmental impact. And I'll bet you people have never considered this. They're using Scriptation as a productivity tool, and they're going to feel good about it. They're going to be aware of it. And it's like, okay, let's not stop here. Do more. So we'll give them resources on, on what else they can do. Do more. Yes, the influence that Steve has here is incredible, and it's an example for leaders in any business. The data helps people visualize and comprehend their climate impact, even small amounts of data. I wondered how climate awareness is starting to be integrated into the entertainment industry. There, I know there has been a big push there. This isn't my area of expertise. I am, you know, I'm a writer. Yep. I haven't written climate stories, but if I'm writing, it doesn't necessarily have to be a climate story, but just in the background, just know paper cups and just reusable. If if we're seeing this on screen, and, it, and these things are so easy to do. I think that's the thing that gets me on a lot of this. You know, here's an example. I was on a panel with another app creator. Uh, he's a director. Um, he created an app called Shotlister. He was on set and people were had lunch and they were using the single serve utensils. And, you know, we all know how bad that is. And so what he was doing was he brought a lunch pail from home and utensils that he could wash and he got in line, had it, and was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And then everyone saw that and they're like, wow, I'm a bad person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then he eventually got a ton of people to start doing that and having reusables and bringing their own stuff from home. So we just need to see it. Someone needs to do something small, and then other people will be like, oh, well, that's really easy to do, and I'm going to do mm -hmm. that. I'm, you know, I was never pressured, you know, into 
going vegan. It was just something that my my wife didn't eat meat forever. And so I was like, okay, well, we moved in together. And <laughs> why am I going to have meat in my apartment? I'm not going to cook two separate meals. Mm-hmm. So that's an easy way to eliminate stuff. So it, it, it's just kind of this. And then, you know, I the more research I do, I was like, okay, what actual environmental impact is this? And how bad is that on my health? And then it's like, okay, I'm going to cut this out. And if I'm writing on a show, if I have my own feature, if I'm directing, that's how I want the background of my film set to be. I don't want to shove it in people's faces, but I just want it to be there so it's normalized and that this is a better way of doing it. And it's not hard. It's really not hard. I think going in terms of going vegan, you know, 20 years ago, it's really hard. <laughs> um, now there are so many options and so many companies uh, that are, you know, have vegan products that taste really good. It's almost hard not to do it. Oh, I love that. Um, Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I say as I still am not 100% vegan. And it's okay not to be 100% vegan. Don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. Steve should feel great about all that he's doing for the climate. I wanted to hear if others in the entertainment sector are getting louder about climate action. Yeah, there's a ton of people in this space right now, and it's refreshing to see. Young entertainment activists, Earth Angel is a company that we started around the same time, and their mission is to limit waste, and they have people on set. They have eco-PAs that help you understand how to be more sustainable and what products and services to use. And they have a whole packet and they've been growing at a crazy rate. So great. They're on productions all over the place. It's interesting because this is all kind of, it's not like the famous or the fancy stuff. It's all the stuff around the sides, right? It's like, how does the actual operation or the work in the entertainment industry get done? It's what you're doing, right? And how do you clean things up and kind of take care of food and do all these things? It's all the stuff on the edges that's making a huge impact. Yeah, it's it's from people starting companies that have worked in the entertainment industry and they see something they don't like and something they could change. And now they have platforms on social media to get out there and young people starting companies that are affecting change and it's trickling its way up to the top, not some celebrity telling you what to do and shaming you when they're on their jet. It's people that are actually living this that are poorer than you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's like, if I if I can do it, then we should all be able to do it. Yeah. And you're finally getting studio buy-in too. And this has happened just recently. I, you know, had meetings with people in the green departments at studios as early as 2015. Wow. And it was, you know, like I mentioned before, one person, and it was largely a figurehead. There was uh, one sustainability person that I met with a bunch of times, came really friendly with, used the product, and just could not get the studio to like, even have meetings on it. And, and she eventually left and went to a studio where she actually could enact change. But it was like... This it, it's, it was the most obvious display of just having a person there just to have a person there. But that has changed recently. And because of that change, it's helped all of these companies started by 
a lot of you know younger people to actually become real businesses. And it's just been good for them. It's been good for the people um, on the production and it's made for the studio. So it's, it's all a benefit. And I don't know what eventually, you know, made that shift there, but we're, we're there now and we're, we're constantly moving and pushing and pushing the studios. And thankfully they're actually listening this time. That's great. Now I'm wondering, my one wonder there is, does the studio that you had built this whole relationship with and this time with, have they crossed over to the light yet? Or are you still seeing them kind of lagging on no. this? Wow, that's fascinating. <laughs> that's fascinating. So they're looking around yeah. at all these other studios that are doing something and they're still not acting. It's hard to shame them, right? Yeah. Because then I'm out there shaming them. And oh, yeah. It's... Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to say is there's a pledge. We we're talking about this paperless pledge. So tell me a little bit about that. And I think there was a there's a 2030 pledge to make Hollywood paperless. So tell me a little bit about where you are right. on that and what that pledge is about. 2030 is a pie-in-the-sky number, even though it could be done today. <laughs> we could all stop it today. Um, but I... I understand the speed of how everyone, you know, like I said, gradual change. Um, But yeah, I mean, we've had people come to us specifically. A lot of people are on the productivity side, but we have some people that, you know, Valerie Weiss, a director, for example, who heard about us and is using us because of the environmental impact. She directed a feature called Mixtape on Netflix, which came out. It's great. Watch it. Oh, okay. So she's part of the 2030 Coalition with Bradley Whitford, Gloria Calderon-Kellett. We've, you know, made it our goal to try and get the industry paperless by 2030. And we hope it happens. It's, you know, an aspirational feat, I guess. (laughs) But hopefully the idea is that we get enough people to join this coalition. We make it known that that's where we want to go. We set a goal and we try and connect with studios to make this happen. What can we do to work together? We work with guilds. We work with celebrities. Hey, you're on the show. So let's talk to the studio and see what we can do and try and get people off paper scripts because it is so easy and not necessarily using scriptation either. Yeah. If they don't want to use scriptation for whatever reason, that's fine. But why do you have to print a paper script where we all have computers, phones, devices? iPads. We can go digital today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that leads me to tell me the hashtag. Pledge paperless. Who makes the decision ultimately? Who do we need to impact with that pledge paperless call? Top line people it shows. Okay. Honestly, because the you know the way that scriptation succeeded is by being used on shows that are very popular, um, because those people on the shows. Give me an example of shows that use it, really big name shows that you think are especially going to move average Joe TV or movie viewer to go, oh my gosh, how cool, right? And then they can celebrate that. So a lot of the big shows I can't name, but I will name some of the ones that are possible. That you can name. Okay. The big show that we worked on, you know, this is our first big account, was uh, Game of Thrones. Well, that's pretty big. Obviously... (laughs) Yeah, that's a big one. Um, one that we're working on now is Saturday Night Live. That's pretty big, so, too. But, so here's what happens. <laughs> um, when, you have, when you have big shows like that, those are the ones that can say, I want to use this product and 
studio, you have to figure out how to pay for it because it's the big shows are the ones that call the shots, right? Yep. With the high powerful people on those shows. We want to use this. We want to use that. And then, you know, the higher ups are like, whatever you guys want to do because you make us a ton of money. Okay. That's the bottom line. I love that. Is there anything else that you're working on in the climate sphere or is it just mainly refining this product, which I think is enough, right? But is there anything else that you're working on? You know, in terms of the company, it's just branching out into different production departments. There's a lot of areas that we haven't explored yet. You know, actors is one of them. We are mostly a production app, but we want to move into um, line learning features for actors. And, you know, that way they can use it on their phone instead of printing up their paper sides for the day and casting teams because there is an enormous market there, an enormous amount of waste from sides being printed um, another thing we want to do is get into more colleges and universities because they're more receptive towards this type of thing. Yeah. Not necessarily script revisions because that's like a, a television production thing, but for sure the process of, you know, reading and annotating a script. And they're also already on their devices. So right. if we start there and we do some, you know, teaching of this is the benefits of it and the environmental impact. And we have those two pieces just like we have in our professional space, I think in, you know, colleges, universities, and we have some high schools and middle schools, wow. you know, using rotation as well. Right. Um, I think those are, you know, places for us to focus. Well, just to close this out and say the climate influence of what you've done and what you're continuing to do is unbelievable. So thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Learning about sustainability in the entertainment business was energizing and new for me. Our conversation makes me, with my social media-minded brain, want to tag every production company on Twitter about scriptation. It's pretty cool that Steve was recognized for his work with an engineering Emmy. I'm almost certain this conversation has already inspired you to think about small changes you might be able to make in your sector. It doesn't have to be an Emmy-worthy app, but all of us can be setting an example and getting louder. Identifying, building, and leveraging your leadership is something few may feel prepared to do but climate influence can't wait. If your organization is ready to make the shift, reach out to me, I'd love to help. Find me at www.learnedon.com. I'm also easy to find on Twitter, until it is no more, and LinkedIn. Living Change is produced by Large Media. That's L-A-R-J Media. Special thanks to Tina, Joelle, Jeff, and Maria. Until next time, paddle safely.